Welcome to The Greek Current, a podcast by Halk and Kathy Marini. I'm your host, Thanos Davelis. A new report by an international group of scientists is sounding the alarm for the eastern Mediterranean and the Middle East, warning that this region and its inhabitants are especially at risk from the threats posed by a warming planet and changing climate. As this report points out, this region is warming almost twice as fast as the global average. The report aims to underscore the impact of climate change in the region ahead of the United Nations Climate Summit in Egypt this November. Dr. George Zitis, a co-author of the report, joins me to break down why the eastern Mediterranean is so vulnerable, what's at stake if no action is taken, and what steps governments in the region can take to address these challenges. Dr. George Zitis is an associate research scientist working for the Environmental Predictions Department of the Cyprus Institute's Climate and Atmosphere Research Center. Dr. Zitis, welcome onto the Greek Current. It's great to have you with us. Thank you for the invitation. Dr. Zitis, the UN's climate report termed the Mediterranean as a climate change hotspot which is vulnerable to droughts, coastal erosion, and heat waves. A recent report that you co-authored points out that the Eastern Mediterranean and the Middle East are even more susceptible to these trends. Why is this region in particular more vulnerable? So the Eastern Mediterranean and the Middle East region, as you very correctly mentioned, it is a climate change hotspot. And this is what we see also from the observations, that on one hand we have increasing temperature that are increasing more rapidly during summers and this is very important since this region is already hot in summers and at the same time we see some decreases in precipitation so these differential trends of these two variables they tend to exacerbate the impacts of climate change in addition in the region we have quite uh, fragile ecosystems it is a region that is environmentally stressed. It's affected by desert dust, air pollution. We have extensive land use changes, such as strong urbanization and desertification. We also have more fragile societies. So we see quite strong political tensions, conflicts, competition for resources. And climate crisis is not always a priority in the region countries. So we expect that this region is quite vulnerable to climate change. As your report has pointed out, the Eastern Mediterranean and the Middle East are warming almost twice as fast as the global average. What's at stake for the region's nearly 400 million inhabitants if no action is taken? We have, according to several studies that we have reviewed in this paper, we see that unless these warming trends uh, slow down, the ecosystems but also societies will not have the time to adapt to these changes. If these changes happen really fast, and this is what we consider a business-as-usual pathway, this warming is quite strong and rapid. On the other hand, if we adopt a more optimistic pathway, which is closer to the Paris Agreement targets, this warming will continue for a few more years or decades, and then it will stabilize. And this will provide the necessary adaptation window for societies and ecosystems. An issue that you highlighted in your report and in an interview with the Associated Press is that of rising sea levels. With most people in this region living near or around the coasts, is this a particularly pressing issue? Yes, this is a good point. So historically, most of the cities in the region have been developed near water bodies or around the coast. And most of the critical infrastructure, such as energy plants, airports, most of the arable land is located near the coast. And uh, sea level rise is due to anthropogenic climate change is a very important parameter when we are discussing the impacts of climate change. And we expect to see stronger coastal erosion, 
for example, uh, beach reduction is uh, a very important issue and this is very relevant for the tourism activity, which is one of the main industries in uh, some of the countries in the region. This will be more important when we have extreme events, extreme precipitation events, for example, where uh, storm surges can also cause flooding. And as I mentioned before, there's a lot of arable land near the coast and since our projections point out to a further decrease of precipitation, we expect that there will be an overexploitation of underwater resources. And as the sea level rises, uh, there are additional challenges, such as salt water intrusion in the coastal aquifers. It's increasingly clear, as you've pointed out to us, that the threats posed by a hotter world require policy action at every level of political and social life. Are Mediterranean countries prepared to deal with these challenges? Actually, there is room for improvement here, and they need to be prepared, even if they are not at the level that we would like to see them. So adaptation is a key term here. So even if emissions of greenhouse gases stop today, the nature of these gases and their long lifetimes, because of these properties, they will remain in the atmosphere for several years or decades. So the warming will continue, even if we stop today the emissions of greenhouse gases. And this means that societies, they need to adapt. So we need to see more actions towards uh, understanding the impacts of climate change and try to adapt in the new conditions that the region will uh, unfortunately face. Countries in the region, such as Greece, Cyprus, Israel, Egypt, and others, have come together to pursue joint diplomatic, economic, and strategic goals. Is this climate crisis an opportunity to push climate-related issues higher up their agenda and find ways to work together to address these challenges? Yes, so these countries, they have been collaborating in uh, several issues, as you just mentioned, and the climate crisis, potentially the energy crisis, uh, give us another opportunity for further collaborations. And here I want to mention that uh, there are several co-authors from uh, the countries that you mentioned. There are colleagues from Greece, distinguished scientists from uh, Cyprus and Israel. So we are working already together. And uh, we have seen that the governments put higher in their agenda climate crisis and climate research. So we're developing common climate projections with these uh, countries. We have collaboration with several universities, research centers and government agencies. Uh, We do collaborate a lot in the exchange of data and knowledge. And we also put in our agenda high climate education. So we are doing common actions in training young scholars in several common research projects. So indeed, this crisis provides an opportunity for further uh, collaboration with uh, countries in the region. And this is where Cyprus plays a very important role because of the geographical position of the country and it's really a gateway between uh, Europe and the Middle East. The United Nations is going to hold its next climate summit in Egypt this November, putting a focus on the Eastern Mediterranean. And undoubtedly, a number of policy proposals will be put forward. In your report, you also point to actions that governments in the region should take. What are some of these key recommendations? For sure, the governments of the regions, they need to focus on uh, decarbonization of their economy. So in order to avoid irreversible impacts in the climate system, we need to reach net zero emissions by the middle of the century. And this doesn't mean that we will stop emissions, we will not emit at all. It actually means that we need to absorb some of the existing greenhouse gases from the atmosphere. So according to our study, we propose that the energy and the transportation sectors should be an area of focus for uh, decarbonization of 
these activities and of course the weather conditions favor the use of uh, renewable uh, energy sources and their further uh, development. In addition, they need to apply policies on the demand size. So we need to do more on the improving the energy efficiency of building and other type of equipment. We need to improve public transportation means and this type of actions. For sure, we need to discuss the financing of these transitions, particularly for the more uh, vulnerable countries of the region and the weaker economies. So all this we expect that are going to be discussed in the UN summit in Egypt. Another area of focus should be the, the more sustainable urban planning. Because we highlight in our report that cities will be particularly affected by the expected changes. And this has to do mainly with extreme heat conditions, uh, um, the strong urbanization trends that we see in the region. So we expect for the rest of the century to see a rapid population increase and also very strong urbanization trends. And this will make the cities of the region, including some mega cities, for example, Cairo, more vulnerable to climate change impacts. Dr. Zitis, thanks for joining us on The Greek Current. It was great speaking with you. Thank you very much. In other news, Greece will repay ahead of schedule 2.7 billion euros of loans owed to Eurozone countries under the first bailout it received during its decade-long debt crisis, finance ministry officials said on Thursday. This will be the first time it has repaid its Eurozone bailout debt ahead of schedule, doing so as part of its rebound strategy as it wants to improve its debt sustainability. Athens paid off the IMF in April, two years ahead of schedule, and plans a similar strategy with Eurozone bailout loans. The Eurozone and the IMF together lent the country more than 260 billion euros during the crisis. A finance ministry official said the early repayment will smooth out the maturity profile of Greece's debt and lower its borrowing needs for next year. Finally, housing for young people, pension increases, and support for energy bills will be the focus of Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis' announcements at the Thessaloniki International Fair this weekend. The initiative concerning housing will reportedly have a total cost of 1.5 billion euros with a time horizon that goes beyond the end of 2023. As for pensions, more than a million pensioners are expected to see increases, among other things. Regarding the no less important issue of energy, the government has already decided to continue absorbing up to 90% of the indexation clause for energy costs. The government's calculations factor in not only the cost the economy can afford, but also electoral considerations. That wraps up today's episode of The Greek Current. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you.